Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Heidi ho kitties. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Show, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Zowash. Giddy up. On this week's show, Recruitix calls out changes at Indeed in a white paper, no doubt. Recruitment ad agencies are losing their shit over programmatic ad buying. And ZipRecruiter goes looking for a Brinks truck to go hijack. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Stay tuned. America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a 1,000 customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Yeah, if you're a federal contractor, just so you know, make sure that you're checking to make sure that your jobs are getting actually listed into the state job bank, for God's sakes. If you're not checking that stuff and you feel like your vendor's doing it for you, but you're not checking it, you, you're probably getting screwed, dude. So check that out. Dude, I love how much you love compliance and all this crap because uh, if you didn't care about it, we'd never talk about it. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, I know. Vet, veteran hiring, government, that's your that's your lane, man, and I love that you love it. But uh, yeah, we feel pretty good about this show, so I say let's get to it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. All right. All right. Shout outs. So first off, Ed is officially on Team Chad, even though he doesn't... He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know what that means. I love blind commitment, Ed. <laughs> I love blind commitment, and uh, I think this leads uh, to uh, before we get into anything, you know, more shout out ish. We should talk uh, a little bit about that Super Bowl. Oh God. <laughs> By the way, okay. Here's what we're going to talk about. The only reason he's on Team Chad is he's an Eagles fan, and you pick the Eagles, so yeah. it has nothing to do with like your intellect or oh, no. your your, oh, your no. charm. It's just the fact that you blindly picked against the Patriots. Sometimes Ed and I are very symbiotic in in our thoughts, and uh, it just happened to be that way with the Eagles. Um, And I bet that he would also believe that my favorite Super Bowl ad was his favorite Super Bowl ad. But before we get there, what was yours? Favorite Super Bowl ad? Um, I I think uh, Tide ruled it. Tide. Uh, Tide Tide did well. The whole, yeah, Tide crushed it. Um, that's probably the, the few I only remember no, dude, from the dude, get, from the and, and everybody's going to, everybody's going to remember this one. Dirty dancing. I had the time of my life with, uh, Eli Manning. Yeah. In the lift, yeah, okay. dude, that was the funniest. I mean, the Manning brothers do some of the best commercials out there and the NFL knocked it out of the, out of the park on this. One. The Mannings are great pitchmen <laughs> for sure. For sure. 
Dublin's coming up. We always mention this. Yep. Eventually, we will get there and not have this as a shout out anymore. Yes. But um, if you're going to be in Dublin, we'll see you there. If you're not going to Dublin, you need to go. Uh, I think we have a, a coupon code too, which is really long. Yes. So get get ready to get, get your writing utensil out and get ready to to take this down. It is T A Tech. 10, which is spelled T-E-N, not the letter or not the numbers, and then 18, which are the numbers. So T-A Tech with the numbers 18. T-A Tech 18. Was was Shamrock or Leprechaun like too hard of a, a coupon code to use? As you can see, they're fairly consistent with this coupon code. So I think they've actually <laughs> created this as our coupon code. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, okay. it, it should have been, you know, Chad and T-A Check. Tech cheese, cheese. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, before we leave talking yeah. about the Super Bowl, first off, the ad, the the, the Chad, I tried to get him off the Chad and cheese. Money. I really love the Chad and cheese ad, though, man. Uh, it was funny because we didn't, we weren't really sure how Monster was going to take this ad. You know, we thought that we didn't. Yeah, we thought that they. Uh, they might turn their. I slept with one eye open. I, I slept with one <laughs> eye open that night. <clears throat> I, I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> but uh, we weren't sure how they were going to take it. But to be quite frank, it was really cool. And um, there was kind of like this moment of silence, I think. And then one of their uh, SVPs actually came out and thought it was hilarious. And I think th- they reposted it. Uh, so uh, we started to see a lot of <laughs> trending from monster they really embraced us making fun of them which i thought was cool it's a new monster everyone that was there is gone pretty much um and the new the new the new band is pretty fun so we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with this i think yeah yeah so a shout out to david zaneski over there understand he's a huge fan (laughs) he's a huge fan david we appreciate it man david will be running that place here soon from what we hear so (laughs) way to go david uh christy moon our self-proclaimed biggest Woo-hoo! fan. Um, I was in Salt Lake City this week, and Christy is in some city I've never heard of in Utah. Um, it's probably Mormon Central or something. But uh, she came up and said hi, which I thought was awesome because she's such a fan. So, Christy, you, you've, you've earned this shout-out for the two-hour round trip that you made to come to come say hi and hang out for a little bit. Very nice. Uh, I had an anonymous comment on LinkedIn about the Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what it says. Saw the video, thought it was very funny, uh, but Monster will never have staffing support again now that it's owned by Ronstad. None of us are going to hand over our hard-earned revenue to the competition and trust they will treat our postings fairly or securely. And then That's... they end up with, come on, Google for jobs. <laughs> he's probably right all rooting for you so i probably right i, I think it's i think it's interesting that you know a lot of these companies use the hell out of indeed and they don't realize that mm-hmm. recruit holdings has i mean the, part of their portfolio they have staffing right and, and i know it's not a big name yeah. like ronstad but what do you think about that i think it will further prove my point that isims um is going to uh make a, a text recruit exclusive to them because none of the competitors of ISIMs want to have their API open to one of their companies, mm. um, which was sort of confirmed by a certain CEO that we interviewed <laughs> recently. Uh, so we will see about that. But I, I tend to agree that if it's, if it's 
so so blatant uh-huh. as monsters owned by a staffing company. So why would staffing companies get in bed? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if if monster became the monster of old, it wouldn't be an issue because everyone would have to use them. But right. you can you, you can sort of not use monster now and be okay. So um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with this point. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but I think a lot of it does have to do with optics. There's no question. And I think, I think, I think you're right there. Um, one thing I want to, I want to throw out real quick. So Kelly Robin Robinson, Kelly, uh, he sends us funny shit all the time. Some of it's funny. Some of it's not so funny. So there's a quick segment we're going to call funny shit. Kelly sends us, and this is really a caution to talent acquisitions. Think about this because vendors are actually doing this and they're testing your systems. Uh, here's the story. A vendor is getting ready to uh, engage with a client and they're testing their system. In doing that, they sent, they apply for a job, which I'm sure you've heard a million times and probably some of you in talent acquisition have done this as well. They apply for a job. The next day, that individual actually received uh, a call from a recruiter. The whole funny part about this whole stupid ass story you, is that you did say real, you did say real applied, quick. Right? He applied with Big Bird's resume. Okay. For a dental surgery position. <laughs> so this either means that that company needs to do a shit ton of training from a recruiter standpoint, or um, maybe we need to step up our game, talent acquisition. That's your real quick story. That was that was a very quick story. Holy cow. Uh, let's get through shout outs here real quick. Um, so apparently there is a melting pot owner in Dallas uh, with three or four franchises who listens to the show. Really? Which is, I have no idea how he found out about us, but he listens to learn about recruiting and employment. So whoever you are in, in Dallas owning melting pots, assuming you're listening, big shout out to you. Yeah. And I mean, Dallas is a huge hotbed for recruiting, TA leadership, that kind of stuff. Um, You can go ahead and you've got our permission to play Chad and Cheese podcasts over the sound system in in your your restaurants. I think their goal is to actually sell food, not clean it up. After it's regurgitated. Uh, Chris Amato from OptiJob is still alive. What? Um, shout out to him. Dude. We, we had, I, I didn't even know they were still in business. But yes, OptiJob is still around doing the SEO thing, doing the social thing. Uh-huh. Um, and he reached out to us. And, and good friend. I mean, I consider him a friend. I'm sure I think you do too. Oh, yeah. Um, it's good to hear from him. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll be hearing about new and exciting things from OptiJob in the future. All right. You got some commentary on Recruitix this week. What's up? Ooh, so we talked about Recruitix and, and how they, they they look out for their customers. Um, well, they had actually sent an email out to their customers talking about some of the Indeed changes. They went a step above. They created a white paper and they've provided it to everybody. So you can actually go out there and look for this uh, Recruitix white paper. It's called the three major Indeed.com changes to start 2018. People were only in February of 2018, and there have already been three major changes Indeed has made. The first is the resume database. Did you, did you hear about this? Uh, please enlighten me. Okay. So Indeed had a very simple model. I mean, you've, you're, you're familiar with Indeed's model. It's, it's a dollar per pretty much resume to be able to see the contact information. I mean, that's fairly simple. You go in, you see a resume that you like. It doesn't have contact information on it. You buy it, and then you get the contact information. It's a dollar for a resume, right? 
Simple. That, that shit's simple. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't really the smartest way to evolve a product, but indeed uh, just went really crazy. And they've gone into a subscription model, which should seem simple, but they've actually raised the rates from the old scale that would cost uh, $100 for 100 candidates, right? Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, to $250 for 100 candidates. That's a, that's a huge increase, but wait, there's more. That, because that's easy. Is that $150, 150% price increase, yeah. if my math is correct? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Um, this, is, this is where shit gets weird, okay? okay? When reaching out to the candidates through Indeed, if you receive a negative response from a candidate, yet it's still a response, yeah. you receive a candidate credit which pretty much makes that candidate's contact information free, right? The, the complexity here is already fun. Mm-hmm. If you receive a positive response, you receive a three candidate credit, meaning that the candidate that you obviously reached out to is free, plus you get two additional credits to your account. So what they're saying is talent acquisition, and they're doing it in a very weird, complex way, is look, we're going to charge you more, but if you interact with these candidates better mm-hmm. and you get more positive responses, you get more responses, it could actually be less than what you paid before. Okay. That sounds really complicated. So they're trying to incentivize better outreach? Yeah. I mean, really, the whole scheme was created to drive better engagement using Indeed okay. and not pissing off their candidates, which makes sense. But what it's really done is risen the cost what, two and a half times and created just a complex system overall. I mean, who's going to true this up over time? And are you going to are you going to trust Indeed to say, oh, yeah, no, you had X amount of positives and X amount of uh, negatives? And who's actually going to tell who's positive and negative? I mean, is there a star system? I mean, again, the the level of complexity went through the roof when it was so easy before. Are the other two that complex or are they simpler? The the next one's fairly simple. They're kicking kicking job boards off the the site, right? So it's a... So cutting duplication, which means job boards, you're pretty much screwed. Uh, Mm -hmm. Really, the companies who built Indeed are now getting kicked off Indeed. Mm-hmm. And this is your favorite. Fort Indeed. Tro- Trojan horse method, right? This is uh-huh. this is this is what we've talked about over, you know, a few podcasts and Recruitix, who also provides analytics for these different vendors too, they're also seeing this. So job boards obviously are seeing much less less traffic from Indeed yeah. and they're really having to to focus on seeing what they can do. Um, to supplement. And, and one of those things is being Google for jobs. Uh, yeah. And from what we've seen early on is it pretty much replaces Indeed traffic. So they don't really care that they're getting bounced off, <laughs> what I can tell. And it's free, at least the, the traffic that we've heard for, for now. The, thus far. Yes, for now. All right. So that's two changes. Or was that three? No, that was two. Uh, number th- okay. three. Hey, employers, we're not a shirt search engine anymore. We talked about this a couple of podcasts back. The real big changes that Indeed is really going through regression. They started out as a pure search engine, pure search engine. Google Google for jobs was their mantra. Yeah, they were a pure search engine. They didn't have a resume database. Then guess what? Mm-hmm. They had a resume database. Um, and then they obviously added complexity to the resume database. Uh. And now they've added this whole new two pane scenario 
which um did you say t-pain yeah no not t-pain two pain it was close though it was close tupac yeah no two pain got it so instead of one click to actually go and view the job on your site um it actually it's two clicks now and you pay for candidates who never even hit your site so that first click you're still getting charged for even though they they're not hitting your website they're not hitting the job on your website and you'll pay more which is one of the things that i think you you saw is that the Mm -hmm. user the user experience is much faster for a job seeker but what that means is they can just click more things faster which means it's going to cost a hell of a lot more money for employers you're going to see a lot less traffic from indeed because of this but the traffic that you're going to see are people that want to apply so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of torn between is it better to send traffic that's less but it's more applicants or people are going to look at in, look at their traffic analytics and go, holy cow, Indeed's traffic dropped off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, think a lot of, candidates. I think a lot of it I think a lot of it has to do with short term versus long term when it comes to employers thinking about their brand and thinking about experience. Mm-hmm. Even if that individual oh, yeah. even if that individual isn't qualified for that position, can I get them into my database because they might be perfect for another position or six, eight 12 months down the road, they might be perfect for uh, another position or maybe even this position. Who knows? That's the thing. They've paid for that candidate view. And for all of those idiots that are out there that say, well, I don't want unqualified candidates anyway. Bullshit. You're paying for those individuals. Get them into your database and then start to use them the way that you're supposed to be using them. Yeah against other requisitions and future requisitions. Don't be idiots. Plus, if you spend a lot of time making your career site awesome with yes. you know videos, and uh, which we'll talk about after this. But if you've done the work, well, now you don't even get the traffic because they're just going to look at the, the job posting on Indeed. You know, if they're not interested, just mm-hmm. go go to the next job down and keep keep sort of machine gunning through the the job posting. So yeah, I don't know. I think ultimately it's it's better for the job seeker to sort of quickly go through all these sites instead of go to each one. But there's going to be ramifications in terms of people who are on and posting Indeed and losing out on traffic and losing out on the things that they're used to. And, and again, I think it has to do with our relationship to the job seeker. Do we think it's more just quick and easy? wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of transactional, or is it a long-term relationship where we continue to keep them engaged and hopefully we can find an opportunity in our organization? So uh, you came across a, a review on Glassdoor um, about working at Indeed, which I thought was, was interesting because someone at, someone at Indeed is posting on Glassdoor instead of posting a review on Indeed, but that's beside the point. The, uh, the reviewer had some really interesting comments. What were some of those? Yeah, so... What I was actually having a conversation with one of Indeed's clients and I said, man, I mean, you guys have got to be really pissed. He's like, yeah, I mean, there, there's no question. I mean, all of me and my compadres are, are we're not happy about this, but the, the person that I'm incredibly sad for right now are my sales reps because they are taking it um, from all flanks and it really must suck to be a, an Indeed sales rep right now. Um, and then somebody else actually sent me a review on Glassdoor that was from a, uh, a sales rep. Now, mind yeah. you, 
this was so Glassdoor has five stars, right? They're a five star review. This was a four star review, and this person picks Indeed apart. Maybe they didn't understand the star system. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they wanted to try to float this in, where Indeed thought, "Oh, this is four stars. That's fine." But anyway, here's 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 one of the quotes: "Tech teams are untouchable, even when a client has valid issues. This creates unbelievable expectations on the sales team." to keep the client happy with no power while your quota and livelihood is tied to this ins- insanity. That's, I mean, I've been in sales for, for most of my life and, and luckily I've been able to grow into kind of being a, a sales kind of liaison and over technology groups for a while. Th- this is, this is the kind of rub and friction you do not want in your organization. Um, going on, it says everything operates in a shroud of mystery. Uh, they intentionally keep departments away from each other, and their favorite word to a client is no. Be prepared for no more than you've ever experienced before just because they're locking things down. It took me four months to figure out pricing. This is a salesperson. It took me four months to figure out pricing because there is no pricing really schema. It is what can you get out of the customers? That was in quotes. What can you get out of the customers? Which is why I think this shroud exists. And quite frankly, right now it's working because talent acquisition does what? They find out what has worked in the past yeah. and they beat it like a dead horse, man. And they don't they don't look at their ROI. That's the biggest issue. Dude, how much does this sound like what a salesperson would have been saying in like 2009? working at Monster or Career Builder. And that's what we keep saying, man. We keep, <laughs> and, and uh, indeed leadership, okay? I implore you, change your shit. I mean, th- this, <laughs> this does not work. And if you think trying to, to play this silo game, not to mention also trying to manage by chaos, um, we've seen empires like yours crumble. Remember that. And, and they crumbled when a little startup took them down. You don't have to worry about a little startup taking your dumb ass down. You've got to worry about Google and you've got to worry about Facebook and some of these other startups that are actually banding together LinkedIn. to be able to attack your fucking flank. LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're kind of big. All right. You feel better after your weekly indeed uh, rant. I just want to see them do better, man. This is bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we have a very special advertisement from our greatest sponsor ever, uh, us. The following message was paid for by the campaign to elect the Chad and Cheese as co-presidents of Monster. Hi, my name is Chad Sowash. And I'm Joel Cheeseman. You know us as the Chad and Cheese podcast at chadcheese.com. We are aware Monster's new owners have lopped off the heads of old Monster leadership and have focused on filling those positions with fresh ideas and new proven (laughs) leaders, which is why. (laughs) Let them eat cake. Get it? What? Lopped off heads. Marie Antoinette. Oh, come on, man. Which is why the Chad and Cheese are officially running for co-president of Monster. The Chad and Cheese understand the current vulnerability of Indeed and a market that is crying out for a new platform for and of the people. Really? The baby sound effect again? You know it's my favorite. Yeah, you do love that damn thing. The Chad and Cheese pledge to build and drive cost-effective recruitment options through a new monster vision. Yes, 
And the Chad and Cheese also want to answer your long-standing questions. Like, whatever happened to Monster Networking, Chief Monster, Jobber, Hot Jobs, Goziak, Job Pilot, Talent Ben, Trovix, Tickle, and that blue collar thingy. What was that called? I can't remember. Uh, the Chad and Cheese promised to get you the people answers. And we also promise not to make boneheaded decisions like buying Tickle instead of LinkedIn. Yeah, that actually happened. Hey. Chad and I are asking for your support in our bid to co-president Monster. Vote for the Chad and Cheese for co-president of Monster because you deserve a new monster. And we don't mean that purple Bugs Bunny cartoon ripoff thing either. It's a new day. You deserve a new monster. And you'll get one with the Chad and Cheese as co-presidents of Monster. This ad was approved by the Chad and Cheese podcast. Look, there's literally no way in hell these guys are getting this gig, but they have a pretty amazing podcast, honestly. So visit chadcheese.com. Paid for by the campaign of the Chad and Cheese for co-president of Monster. Those guys are idiots. <laughs> Pan- what, what, what do you think when I say Pando IQ? So Real Match, who you do know. Yeah, Terry. Um, launch, launched, uh, yeah, Terry. Shout out to Terry. I uh, saw him this week. Um, they, they're launching Pando IQ, which is essentially their sort of self-serve app cast recruiting challenger mm-hmm. uh, programmatic programmatic ad buying. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically for those that don't know programmatic is essentially hey plug your jobs into our platform we're gonna put your jobs in multiple places we're gonna we're gonna manage your budget as as we algorithmically figure out which positions on which sites during which time of the day etc work best. And thus, you get the best results for the best bang or biggest bang for your buck. Right. Um, now, this would seem pretty straightforward, yeah. but it's got quite a few people in a tizzy uh, <laughs> for for probably debatable reasons, which we we will get into now. So, yeah. I wrote this story yesterday, and um, at least one agency person reached out to me. Uh, one agency person reached out to you. Mm-hmm. They may be the same person, um, but who knows? And they have some pretty strong opinions about this. Uh, what was your guy saying or gal? Uh, well, I actually reached out to my agency person, so they didn't reach out to me because I was trying to, I was trying to get a, a feel for this. You're doing real journalism. Okay. Yeah. A couple of, a couple of vendors and a couple of agencies I reached out. And, um, this person's take was that, uh, the world d- doesn't need another job board network or programmatic network. None of these guys get premium inventory on most of the sites unless you maintain a bid as if buying directly. And most buyers don't. So they end up serving just as backfill. So you end up on page nine or something like that. And that was that was the agency uh, kind of thought process. So my feedback was that because Real Match in particular has a network of partners uh-huh. that they're going to sort of favor those sites as opposed to other sites Mm -hmm. and that there was a direct conflict of interest because of this setup, which I think is totally fair. 
Um, I guess I could say, well, if our network gets you the best bang for your buck, then so be it. And it's just our algorithm figuring out, you know, where to place ads, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I do definitely see where uh, double dipping may take place, where we're getting money on the front end to post the ads and we're getting money on the, on the other end because we're the ones that are, are putting the ads up. Um, but I think, I think a bigger point potentially is that agencies are a little bit scared, which is, you know, doth, doth, you know, doth thou protest too much to bring Shakespeare into the conversation, which will probably never happen again. (laughs) You know, people tend to scream when they are hurt and agencies have a direct interest in continuing to buy ads for people because that's kind of what they do. Aside from the Mormon fuzzy employment branding and, and other things like that, right. so if you take away the job posting piece and like where should we put our ads and what should the ad say and etc., then programmatic ad buying really hurts agencies who aren't really doing incredibly well anyway. Right. Um, and uh, so I, this is going to be a battle that wages on. Um, which one? Which side of the the debate do you think will come out on top? The programmatic kids mm. or the agency? Folks? Well, first, I I, I think. They're both going to come off well, and here's why. Talent acquisition, they they don't want to deal with this shit. So what are they going to do? They're going to hand it over to their agency. So, yeah, I mean, there could be this kind of like frictionless uh, platform that's set up, but still talent acquisition is not going to want to jump into that shit and do it. Um, (laughs) It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. I mean, seriously, we talk about it every week. Talent acquisition, they're, they're jack of all trades. They're masters of none. Really? And so to be able to take a look at this and say, you know, well, agencies or this is going to hurt agencies or this is I I really don't see that because of the behavior we've seen for decades. Now, one of the things that I have seen and when I was talking to one of the vendors is something actually popped out to me that I thought was interesting because Real Match, it made it sound like that they have an actual uh, opportunity to take a look at the inventory of all of these job sites to, to balance inventory and prices and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to a couple of vendors and one of them reached back and said, it's categorically false that real match has access to inventory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, uh, the, the vaporware kind of thing. I mean, with some vendors, it might be that way, but not all. So I think, Having these types of platforms, and as we talk about AI and machine learning and all of this stuff, it's going to evolve. So don't expect perfection out of the gate, Mm -hmm. but also don't expect that some of these claims are going to happen throughout the entire industry. And the the presentation from RealMatch actually stated that 1% 1% or m- m- probably less of advertising and recruitment right now mm-hmm. is is programmatic. So we have a long way to go before this moves the needle on anybody yeah. in terms of their bottom line. Um, and I tend I tend to agree with you in, in terms of like most employers will say like, we, we've heard we're supposed to be programmatic. We don't know what the hell it is. Can you guys do it for yeah. us? So agencies will be like, yeah, we can, we can manage your programmatic, pro- programmatic ad buying. Um, so yeah, I think ultimately... Agencies will probably be fine. I think the programmatic solutions will be fine. And as usual, it will be the employer picking up the tab on everybody being fine. Yeah, and in real match, I think this is a very smart move for them because they've been developing technologies on ad placements, uh, partnerships with uh, different you know, distribution points throughout the web. So I think this is a good move for them. You know, you need to move forward. And this this was, I think, just the most logical step for them to take. Yeah, look, as we've talked before, you know, look at what marketing is doing. And in five years, that's what recruitment is going to be doing. Exactly. And the the... the the marketing world has been doing programmatic for a long time. It works. Um, so it's bound to happen in our industry as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and speaking of agencies and employment branding, uh, SodaStream released a really cool yeah. employment ad, yeah. uh, which I guess I would essentially say is their founder or CEO walking through a warehouse uh, with employees and talking about, hey, we look for creative people, we're looking for whatever. And then right. and then there are really sort of cute, funny ways that they in, in, integrate those ideas in the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some problems with the commercial and the execution. But let's go over just quick five top points that SodaStream knocked it out of the fucking park. They, they had the CEO on, the pitch was perfect, and it melded the actual product and the employees into the pitch. That was awesome. The spokes dude, who is uh, the mountain Game of Thrones, that was that was really cool, and it was funny. They worked him into it. They focused on diversity. Uh, they are a company out of Israel, and the slogan, join the revolution. I thought all of that was just put together so well. And I, I was... I was excited to join the revolution and actually go see, okay, let's, let's go see what this thing is all about. Um, unfortunately, not everything is as nice and tidy as, as, as it seems. Number one, the video had subtitles, but it, it didn't actually list the website to go visit. So they told you to go join the re- revolution. But the question was, after the video was over, it was like, okay, how? <laughs> how, do I, how do I do so, that? So there must have been a link in the copy uh, talking about the ad on on YouTube, right? Like I could just click and uh, click a link. No, no. Okay, so no link. Um, what if I went to YouTube or Google and searched uh, SodaStream working at video? <laughs> so I, I I actually put in SodaStream jobs because I'm that's just my behavior. My routine mm-hmm. is I'm going straight to Google, typing in whatever the company name is, jobs. Check it, check them out first on Google for jobs. So I did that. And three jobs came up from SodaStream. Only three. And they went to smart recruiters. Well, I actually reached out to um, their VP of HR, who is awesome here in North America. And that is their old applicant tracking system. (laughs) So their new applicant tracking system wasn't even getting indexed by Google. So here's, and this is a lesson for everybody in employment branding, PR, Mm -hmm and talent acquisition, okay? If you have an old applicant tracking system and throughout the years that I've been dealing with applicant tracking systems and doing job scrapes and feeds and all that other bullshit, this happens more than you would think. Those sites stay up for years in some cases because the client doesn't actually tell them to take it down. So that was an issue. So that's, that's a good lesson. Next, I went to and this is the big one. I went to sodastream.com and then I also saw there were sodastreamusa.com and I went to both sites and they were pretty much just mirror sites. Um, but there was no jobs link and there was no careers link on the entire website. Are you kidding? I, so how, how could I get to, how could I get to this? So after this, this, this crazy journey that I've taken through just to try to, just to try to join the goddamn revolution. Um, I, I went back to the article where I, I originally saw that they, that uh, SodaStream was doing this, and I finally found a link, one link that said microsite. I clicked on it, and it took me to people.sodastream.com. And the the page itself was was a, it was really cool. I'm not going to say it was amazing, but it was really cool. It had the CEO, had the video. It actually had their top HR leaders that were on there that you can connect with on LinkedIn, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. But, uh, you know, at the at the end of the day, the thing that really got me was throughout the entire process, they weren't just selling come work for us. 
they were selling their product too. And I thought that was the most genius thing. We don't see AT&T selling their product on uh, career sites. We don't see, because I mean, you want to, you've already taken them through this journey and Hey, why the hell not take a look at uh, our, our plans or take a look at SodaStream or join the revolution. Um, It just, it was a really cool way to kind of close the loop. And I would love to see companies start doing that. And, And I know that, you know, that there are many, many experts that are out there that would say, Hey, you're, you're kind of, you're crossing a line here, but I don't think so. Yeah. And I think that the fact that the title of the page was join the revolution instead of work at SodaStream or find a job at SodaStream. Mm-hmm. And they should also buy ad space on Google and YouTube when people search working at SodaStream right. or jobs at SodaStream, right. that that ad should, that video should be prominent because they did a really good job on it and just really dropped the ball on execution. Yeah. But someone who does know about execution is our sponsor, Sovereign. Uh, why don't we hear a quick message from them, and then we'll talk about ZipRecruiter getting paid, y'all. Google, Lever, Intello, Monster, Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process, too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. Zip Recruiter. Money, 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 money. Raising, raising some money to the tune of $50 million. Now, that's newsworthy, but more newsworthy is they'll have a billion dollar valuation <laughs> um, in this round in this round of funding. Now I'll remind you <gasps> that Monster sold a couple years ago for about half that. Yes. And career builder essentially the same. If you're from those organizations, right? How do they feel after seeing that kind of valuation? Well probably a little better than seeing Slack's valuation at five point two billion um, and LinkedIn selling for twenty six billion. Yeah. That, that so happened. So the, the job posting thing is still not exactly super rich in the in the world of like where most people live in corporate America. But yes, a billion dollar company is still pretty rare in employment. Um, and ZipRecruiter kind of achieving that is is an, is nice to mention. Um, you know, Dice is about 20 percent mm-hmm. of that. Um, so what ZipRecruiter has done is to take a job board, um, traditional marketing perfection in terms of get you know i think we talked about this where zip recruiter doesn't care about the people who go to conferences for hr like they care about the small business owner they care about the people that are listening to you know to rush limbaugh and people that are watching you know msnbc and, and fox on television so they've really just done a great job of going from this little niche distribution site to being sort of where a lot of smaller companies go and they're clearly uh, successful at it if they're looking to have a billion dollar valuation at a 50 million round. Well, and they're not all grown up yet. I mean, they, they first came out of the gates and they focused on driving, uh, candidates to vendors. That was the first, that was the, the entree in, right. Um, then they started the SMB play. 
So, I mean, they've, they've, they've hit the first rung vendors, which was incredibly smart because that's quick dollars to be able to drive. Yeah. I mean, that just makes good damn sense. Then they went to the SMB side of the house and they're doing fairly well. There's from my understanding doing fairly well there as well. Um, they haven't even really broached enterprise yet. Now enterprise, some enterprise companies are buying, but they they really don't have the enterprise suite to where it's matured to where it's going to be. I see this money obviously being used for advertising, go figure. Um, but also to be able to continue the huge, R&D that they've been doing. Yeah. And I, I would assume growing outside of sort of their current markets and going more uh, more global. But um, Zip, you're doing something right, Stop man. Uh, keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, someone else doing it right uh, is Workday, who we hardly ever talk about. Yeah. Um, but actually, I think... I think founded in Salt Lake City, again, which where I was this week. And there's actually a building with a Workday logo um, on the building. But they made news this week because they are creating a $250 million fund for companies in AI and robotics and all kinds of stuff. So they are they're putting their money where their mouth is in, in terms of trying to create an ecosystem of companies that are building the, the, the next great things in, yeah. in recruitment, uh, in work, you know, workplace, whatever. So, um, hats off to work day in the news this week for the two fifty million million fund that they're creating for, uh, for startups and new companies. Yeah. Well, this is, this is a great opportunity for them to be able to really have this nice big pot of money that everybody sees. And then what happens then everybody comes running to you to pitch their new startup because they want the, they want the cash, right? So yep. this is a great, I think this is a great kind of homing beacon that they just created um, to be able to get all those new startups really coming to them, flocking to them, and then they can pick and choose. Yep. And I think it's smart. Yeah. And even if they don't uh, buy these companies or, you know, invest further in them, it's a yep. great R&D department that you can sort of look at other ideas and people outside the company to get ideas about your own, own, own products and services. So yeah. um, it's a ton of money. So good for them. And uh, I'll be, I'll be interested to see what kind of companies uh, they fund and come out of, come out of this, um, this fund that they're creating. Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the money continues to flow into um, HR and recruitment. Yeah. Uh, we have three companies uh, in particular that got money this week. Uh, the first one in the most highest raise was Jovio. Mm-hmm. They raised $5 million. Uh, employee Wow, which is not to be confused with We Pow or Pow. There's an agency, <laughs> right? Called Pow or something. Okay. Uh, they raised a million. Uh, they're out there in Austin, Texas. And then Culture IQ, which you can imagine what they do, they try to improve the culture of companies and got mm-hmm. $2.25 million. Uh, from their raise. So money continues to go into sort of these engagement tech companies um, as opposed to job sites and job posting sites, which I I assume will continue. Mm -hmm. But um, good for these guys. I actually have an interview with the Jovio CEO uh, for ERE next week. So I'll probably have something interesting to say in next week's show about them. (laughs) Well, they, they just also acquired Ripple Media, purely focused on programmatic, being an agency for programmatic and uh, obviously, that fits incredibly well with Jovio. And I think that's all we got in forty-five freaking minutes of Boom. podcasting. I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go enjoy the rest of my Saturday. How about you? Yeah, it's time. It's time to get a beer. I think. Yeah, I agree. So, with that, we out. We out. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google so you don't miss a single show. 
And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make this all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh, and you're welcome. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.